Hello, it's me. Hello, it's we. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Welcome to Stressful Friday Afternoon. That's right, the worst day of the world. We've had problems all afternoon, but we are troopers and we are here. In a crazy world, now not only are we dealing with COVID, we're dealing with something called monkeypox. What? We had monkeypox. Monkeypox. I'm sorry, but if you get monkeypox, that sounds more disgraceful than I have a venereal disease. Oh, God. How do you get monkeypox? <laughs> I guess it's chickenpox, right? The same as monkeypox. Is that is that just out today? Because I was in technology hell all day. Yeah, so it's just came out today. Me too. I miss the news. But monkeypox tastes monkey like chickenpox. Monkey pox tastes like chicken pox. I think Mike oh, Reese behind it with his less flattening. Right. right. I think Mike Reese behind it with his monkey army. Well, anyway, let's get this thing rolling. Let's introduce everybody. We have Craig Mitchell. Yeah. Yoda, Mr. Stressball. Good to yeah, be yeah. Mr. High Blood Pressure. Mr. We, Did you get we the have, sound fixed? Oh. We have Joe Silky. Hey, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Uh, we're stressed, and we have Joe. just back from we're our excited. little back from our little comedy tour. We have the very funny, lovely Jan Karam. Hey, back from Oxnard, uh, sixty Oxnard. miles away, but five days to get there. How the show go? <laughs> it was great. It really good. good. Yeah, lots of fun with Kayvon. Uh, Kayvon's very funny, and uh, we were at the uh, Oxnard Levity Live. You know, improv. Right. Nice. So. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice. really fun. You know, comedy, yeah. right? Comedy. Comedy yeah. is always fun. So. It's usually on those things, if you drive with the other comics, the write-up is better than the show. <laughs> I, yeah, but I drove by myself because Kayvon came from Santa Barbara, and oh, so okay. it was opposite directions. So no. But it was actually good because it's kind of a good way to kind of clear your head for the show. Yeah. And I was going over my set. I didn't have to talk to, you know. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's easy to distract yourself, but it's better not to. Well, yeah. sometimes when you go with yeah. a bunch of comics, by the time you get there, you're so laughed out. Yeah. You're so laughed out that you have no energy left. Yeah. But uh, I know, exactly. Or you're so not focused because you're talking about everything. Else. How how you, much you hate gigs. Right. <laughs> or all the bad gigs you've done. And then you get there and you're like, you're like all jaded. That's what I always say about comedians. We complain when we don't have work and we can, well, any, even magicians. We yeah. complain when we don't have any work, and we complain when we have too much work. Yeah. We're always well, it's just like, it, like last night was perfect because it was a great crowd. We got food. I got a glass of wine. Order anything you want off the menu. Um, I just regret I didn't get strawberry shortcake for dessert, but but it was a nice <laughs> it was a nice gig. You know what I mean? So it was. But they're not always nice like that. No, you know, the no. sound was perfect. She had a nice skit. It was a very. I nice had a nice skit. skit. No, a nice gig. Yeah. Nice it's funny. I met when I did this thing for cores, I had to meet these other comedians. And I met this guy, Dave Nasser and I, we had dinner and he sits down at the table and he, I go, wait, so what have you been doing? He goes, he goes, I've been on the road doing colleges and comedy clubs for the last three months without being home. So oh. the, wait the waitress comes over and hands on the menu and he looks at her and he goes, what can't we have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. The left side, only the left side. I know. So rude. But this was all the full menu. Nice. That yeah. reminds wow. me of a gig I did. I did, it was in it was in uh, Scranton. It was me, Rob Graydon, and Scrotum. No, just kidding. Scrotum. <laughs> Sorry, I know. Yeah. I'm being... No, that was now yeah, I'm that, twelve. That, that was that was the club downstairs. <laughs> anyway, no, she's got to pick just... up. The, she's got to pick up the slack for Mike not being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. So we're, we're I know, eating exactly. So we we didn't. You had to pay for your own food there. And I think the headliner was Ken Casper went nuts. He went, no, no, we, we always eat free. And he goes, me and these guys are not going to go on unless you eat free. And the owner goes to us, you know, me and Rob goes, is that true? And we went, no, we'll go on. We don't care. 
Oh my God! Oh, right. <laughs> I want him. You so crossed the picket line. When Kent, when Kent went up on stage, the manager comes over and goes, "You guys can eat for free. Go eat." So, <gasps> yeah. Well, I remember oh, wow. once. I remember once we were doing this little uh, mafia mafia club with Bob Woods, and we walk in, and Bob wasn't drinking, and the owner goes, uh, "Can I get you anything?" And Bob goes, "I only drink Perrier." And he goes, come with me. And he takes him into the kitchen to this slop stick. And he turns on and he goes, I have it on tap. Oh, <laughs> is that a joke? A I don't sink? know. The guy was pretty scary. You said a slop so, sink, right? Yeah, it was like a oh, slop okay. sink in the back. Oh, my God. You know? I go, I have so it on. Mean. He goes, I have it on tap. Why aren't like, we treated like artists? I know. Yeah, right. We are. We what about you, Joe? Have you had any um, problems with the menus or the food? Or anything? Never, never. You always been Everyone treated always like royalty. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. He had okay. a first class job. He was on the other end. Yeah. So hey, um, I don't know if you guys be interested, but you know that I no. love surfing and everything. You do. And there was a story this week that you'll. I mean, I'll tell you what it is, but when you see this, because it's so quick, this guy set a world record. He rode a hundred and fifteen foot wave. 12 wow. stories and by wow. the it's the video will start out in slow motion uh-huh. and then it will go to full speed and when it goes to full speed they say that at that point the board was doing over 40 miles an hour jeez wow just show it really quick it's the craziest thing you've ever seen this is what nightmares are made of what did say Wow. How come I didn't see anything, you guys? I didn't see anything, so I won't be able to comment. You didn't see it? Why? Mm -mm. I don't know. It happened on the first thing you guys did, too. I didn't see. I didn't see Uh, nothing. Anyway, go ahead. Maybe it's because. (laughs) Well, if that would have been me, I definitely would have have soiled my uh, bathing trunks. Yeah, your baggies. (laughs) That was high, man. I body surfed. But you know, it's a it's a it's a place in Portugal where there was an eruption underneath the ocean floor, so the water goes from six hundred feet to like eighty feet. So when a swell comes in, it just peaks up, and the waves are traveling so fast that you have to be towed in by a jet ski doing so, thirty miles an hour. So wow. the, the waves are like that all the time, or they were expecting it because of the event? Oh no, they no, it's not all the time, but it's like when a swell comes. That's the biggest swell of the winter. That's where well, was that surfer? He's like a pro surfer, so he was. Yeah, he's from Germany. I mean, I never heard of the guy, and you know. And was he okay? Did he get out? Yeah, of he all? made it. He made it, but it's. I mean, you'll have to sh- you'll have to watch the sh- see the video. I mean, okay. it is. It looks like a tidal wave, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 115 foot is 12. Was stars. no one else out there? No. Oh, no. Gosh. But there's about a hundred people on the beach watching. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just don't know. So apparently the way it works there is there's a channel. So you can get pulled out with a jet ski through the channel. So you don't have to go through those waves. But if you fall on that wave, you fall 115 foot off the top of a wave. That's like falling off a 12-story building. When you hit the water, you break stuff. So he couldn't have avoided by going under, right? You have to either ride it or... You ride it. And hope you stay on. And if that crest cut catches up to you, it's not going to be fun. But Joe, now it's time for what? <sighs> what? Joe, what? Wait, wait, what? what? Joe, what do you got? Oh, yes, it's it's time for the air <laughs> of Walmart. Okay. <laughs> Say it again because it didn't work. <laughs> the hair of Walmart. Yeah. This, ah. It's. How about that? Is it's, is it really mercury retrograde and all that stuff or no? It's yeah. like I was oh, there, there we go. The hair. Uh, Look at that. It was oh, worth waiting cute. for. It was worth waiting for. I, I pressed the wrong button. The Sorry. hair of Walmart. Okay. All right. So Jan, I searched the internet this week for yeah. hairstyles ah. of people of Walmart. Okay. So let's go to the videotape, Craig. 
the videotape? No. I love the smiley joke. face guy. That was a joke. <laughs> oh. a joke today. If you only, if you guys only, is that what they say all the time on TV? Let's go to the videotape. Let's go to the videotape. For a picture, they go show the slide or show the picture. Yeah, let's go to the. By the way, I was going to say, I this, got this, it. This hair guy, he, now I think John, you're the only one who might get this. Um, maybe Joe. Doesn't he look like Colonel Bleep? Who's that? Okay, just me. All right. Oh, oh silence. I have no idea. Colonel Bleep right, is. Yeah, that's that's obvious. I'm the only one. Okay, let's go to the videotape. All right. Oh. That's not Colonel Bleep. This guy has got a dreadlock that's wrapped around his waist, and we don't know where he's tucked into his wow. or something. Wow. That yes. guy looks like an elephant, really. Uh, yeah, he yeah. He does. Skinny Use your imagination. So, yeah. Joe, so Joe <laughs> added some stuff. Oh. Oh, that's cute. Oh, Joe drew that. Oh, I just like nice. this picture. Is that, is, that your, is that your braid, or you're just happy to see me? Thank you. Wow. Ah, that's funny. That I love good. that. This next this next good. guy is really so like they uh you know he walks through the store normally and people he goes, Where's the peanut aisle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. You show him once, he would never forget. There you go. Oh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh shit. All right, look at oh. this. I mean the password is conditioner. How much, bleach, how much bleach? How much bleach do you think they had? Forget about bleach. It's like a haystack. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, you know what? I think it looks like cousin it. That's true. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> and then there's the real cousin it down there on the bottom. They can see for comparison. Oh, I I didn't see that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's nice. crazy. Oh yeah. How long, oh, how very it? cool. It's ZZ, it's ZZ Top. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like ZZ Top. It the albino, the albino ZZ Top. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, can you say albino anymore? Well, yeah. Yeah. Why well, can't you? I mean, it's a medical. I don't condition. know. I know albino. He's a nice guy. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Let's keep these jokes rolling, you guys. Come on. Look at this. Look at this, look at this guy. Yeah, you know that Jethro Tow song? He was too old to rock and roll and too young to die. <laughs> he, he looks like Johnny Bravo, the cartoon. If you know, do you know yeah, that I one think too? Trump would be jealous. Yeah, he does. Okay. Jump, Trump would be yeah. jealous. Like, that's my hairstyle that I want. That's a hell of a pompadour. Look at that. How long does it take him to do that? I think it's a yeah. wig. Oh, maybe it's a know, wig. You know who he is? He's he's the father Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa Loompa. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Frank has all these references that Ken and I have no idea. No, you're, I, 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 you're staring at me like I'm having a stroke. Seriously. I know. All Oompa right. Give that off at night. Ooh. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Um, Wait, guy? is his hair or or we, it's I don't know. It's like like Joe <laughs> says, don't they call it underwear for a reason? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's not hair related, it's not but hair, it's hair, right? Okay. This up, so. Hair and this is hair and underwear of Walmart. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you ever want that wedgie, but you want some protection? There you go. Yeah. Well, you want people to know you got a wedgie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or you don't want a wedgie, so you're it's a wedgie stopper. Oh uh, yeah. We, we were wondering whether it was a man or a woman, and there, she is wearing. She does have a pocketbook. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything either. But yeah, I guess I think it is a woman. All right. All right. Oh jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. Snuffleupagus. What is, what is that? It's a Snuffleupagus. Oh, she's at H and M's. Maybe she bought it there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that store, H and M's. Yeah, yeah. It's a boutique. No, it's not a boutique. It's a That's, trendy, trendy I mean, store. Clothes I mean, made in China. What does his hair weigh when it's wet? Yeah. No, no. My question is: is how many how many extensions does she have to get for that? 
This got yeah. me multiple extensions there. Maybe it's natural. Maybe extensions or it'd be interesting to know. Okay, right. for next week, we, we need to contact each person and ask them what's the deal with your hair. That'll be your job. You, yeah. you can oh, do that. Okay. And that way we can, yeah. Have All you. right, here you Aww. go. That's I mean, a Halloween costume, right? I, I no. don't know. It's I don't not. think so. It's uh, Elmo shirt. Um, yep. Elmo, Elmo hair, hairdo. And matching glasses. This one you know what? accessorizing. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a, a limb. Maybe this is Halloween. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it's Halloween. I don't want it to be Halloween. Do you? I, I want I just <laughs> want be, I want this to be untethered. I really do. It's just like you know. We just want it to be a guys, freaky person. There's one thing I can tell you. I don't need tarot cards to tell you what something about this woman. She owns a convertible. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I've, seen guys, I've seen guys in stores where they have their head shaved and it looks like there's a lizard <laughs> on top of their head. You ever see that? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. I got I got to find that. I saw a guy who had the top of his head was bald and he had a tattoo on the top of a guy pushing a lawnmower. <laughs> I've seen that. All right. This is pretty funny. And we have the scariest one left. There you go. Um, oh, that's the same oh. person. Is that the same person from the front? Yeah, we figured out it's the same person. Because she kind of oh. looks like Tina Turner from Thunderdome, only really unkempt. She looks yeah. like Tina Turner had an affair with a shrunken head. <laughs> yeah, go back go back to, to the other one. Yeah, okay. Mm. Black jacket. You know, okay. I'm just going to say it right ah. now. This This look works. For her, I it like it. <laughs> yeah, this is like you know, wow. That's pretty damn good. That's that's uh, her. Oop. that's me. It's my phone. Oh, that's the music, though. I thought it was a soundtrack to her. <laughs> well, she is out of this world. I did too. All oh. right, right, John. Well, that concludes the hairstyles of Yay. Walmart. Thank God. Went off without a hitch. Did you see that? It was perfect. <laughs> it went okay. off oh, without man. a hitch. And we have a special guest today. Craig is going to tell us do. all about him. Yeah. Yep. I this uh, bring up a friend of mine. He's a uh, man. He 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 has so many irons in the fire. He does so many things really well. But I knew him first as a stand-up comic. And yeah. uh, actually, he uh, started at the uh, the world famous comedy store here in Los Angeles. And here's some of his stand up. Yeah, and people always ask, what is the safest place to sit on a plane? Well, let's think about that for a second. Planes don't back into mountains. <laughs> and there's always a tail section. Yeah, in fact, I went through two emergency landings. I mean, I'm going to be here for the next thousand years. I turned 50 not long ago, which is 280 in gay years. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I faced AIDS, alcoholism, and two emergency landings. I've got dying down. It's living that'll kick the crap out of you. Ugh. In fact, I remember the last few minutes of our emergency landing. Um, we'd lost the hydraulic system coming into Denver. And I was kind of excited about it. I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. I wonder if I'm going to feel it first. I wonder if I'm going to hear it. Because I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in the guy in the left seat. And the girl sitting next to me, it was so cute. She'd just gotten married. She was crying a little bit, going, I'm so frightened. I said, oh, please. <sighs> you just got married. God wants you to suffer for a long time. I consider you a good luck charm. Indeed. And we stopped 18 feet short of the end of the runway, and I was so pissed. I'm like, wow, now I still have to worry about rent and laundry and vicious Christians from Dallas and... Please welcome Paul Jasek. Yay! Yay! Thank cool. you, guys. Thank you. Such a handsome guy, too. Oh, you start. Aren't you sweet? Hi. <laughs> I love you, you got a quaffed beard, and the rest of these guys, I don't know about the quaffing over here. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. Well, thank you. Yeah, it yeah. sort of gave up on top, which is fine. The fact that... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. I, so I was so tired of rollers and hot combs. I just went, oh, well, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm so, so glad to be here with all of you. Uh, this is very exciting. Jan, Jan and I actually, the first time I met her was there at the Lovett Club. That's the first yeah, time. that's oh, right. That's right. Is that where you guys know each other from or no? From Lovett's. Oh, no, no, I actually never went to Love It. I actually, I, I worked with Paul in Malibu. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that club, uh, the Love It's Club. That was great. Wasn't it great? It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was a I great know. He wasn't around, though, to kind of manage it or anything. So, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But That's, it was we're talking about John Love It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Craig, go ahead. You're, it's your your friend, your guest, so we'll, no, I'll stop interrupting. All, he's all of our guests. Oh, thank you for sharing. But, I, but <laughs> I'll tell you what impresses me most about Paul. I mean, well, there's a lot, but what impresses me most is that, you know, I waited till I was 51 to come out of the closet. And for the, the majority of my- Wait, family, you're gay? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I know. I'm well, too. <laughs> every time I bring it up, um, <laughs> I wait till I was 51 to come out of the closet. And the, 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 the vast majority of my stand-up career, I was not being true to my true self. But from, you know, but Paul, the thing is, you know, you, not only did you were honest about who you were, but you did it at the comedy store. And uh, I, I admire you tons of that. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, stand-up was not my first choice. I, uh, I was trained as an actor. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And so I was a working actor, but um, in, by the late 80s, I wasn't getting a lot of work. In fact, I went to a, um, an audition and they pulled me aside and they said, we really like your work, but you know, this isn't a gay character. And I said, oh. well, I know that. And they said, well, you have a gay accent. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. And he goes, I know somebody that can help you with that. I went, oh, okay. So I took a comedy class as a last ditch effort. And I'd written some stuff. And the teacher pulled me aside and she said, now, why don't you talk about being gay? And I said, oh, oh. I mean, I got very attentive. I mean, Oh, you know, that's my private life. No, and she goes, I really think you kind of have to talk about it. Wow. So I came back and I wrote some stuff about it and I did it in, in the class and they liked it and we had a workshop and she let me headline the workshop and I had like three minutes of material. So I was so green and so unaware. I mean, I, I've always honored stand up, but you know, it's tough. Yeah, I would watch other people do stand up, and you know, a singer can sing the same song for 25 years, and we call it a standard. Yeah, but a comic tells the same joke twice, and people go, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, right. you or they'll say, to... Why don't you do that joke that you our favorite joke? That you know, it's a no win kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, then you become a comedy jukebox. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let me hit B17, tell me but my you know, favorite. You want to not to interrupt you, but I went to see Brian Reagan recently, right? and at the end of his set, when he walked off, people, I never saw this before in my life. That's why I got to mention it. People were screaming out bits they wanted to do in the encore, which wow. I never, like as if he was a singer. You know, they're going, wow. science fair, you know, uh, ironing board. And I was like, what is going on? I never wow. saw anything like that. And then he came out and he did like the bits they were asking for and killed. Gosh. You know, I, it's, I never saw that before in my life, you know? Yeah, technology. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I, yeah. I think it was Elaine Boozler uh, who got was really hot. She was on the she was on the Carson show like four times in three months, and she said the worst thing about that was all that material was gone. Yeah. But now when she went, when people came to see her, they're like, "Oh yeah, we heard all this," you know, and it would work for a little while, but it, it really forces you to keep on writing. Yeah. It does. It sure does. So what were you? What was your point? <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> What's your point there, Paul? Oh, well, oh no! So, so you know, I did. I yeah. knew that I had to go out. This is uh, August of '89, and I went to the comedy store, and they had a sign-up sheet for their potluck night. And at that time, you had to sign up, and there was a huge line of people signing up. Wow. And then they would pu publish it later. You know, they'd post it later who got what if you got in at all. 
And for whatever reason, I got the 8.30 spot in the original room. And wow. I only got three minutes of material. And so I went up there and I remember walking up those stairs going, well, this is it. You know, it is a little bit like going in front of a firing squad. So I did my material. I got a nice response. As I stepped off, there was a tall bearded man who said, I need you to come with me. And I thought, oh, no. <gasps> and I walked back to a back booth and there was a woman who had a scarf on her head. She goes, you're funny. Oh, my God. Becker, make him a, a regular. She said, welcome <laughs> to the comedy store. Oh, don't go to your car alone. <laughs> oh my God. And that was and that was that was Mitzi Shore and she gave Yay. me my break. And wow. uh, I was one of the first openly gay comics at the comedy store. Now I'm not the first. Robin Tyler had been there way before I got there. But they're in the late 80s and then in the early 90s, Barry Steiger opened the gay room up in the belly room and we performed on Tuesday nights for at least two or three years uh, and gave gave gay gave gay comics a place. And uh, it was a marvelous time. And, and, you know, the wonderful thing I love about stand-up is we are the last bastion of free speech. So uh, yeah. I've certainly gotten jobs because I was a gay comic and I've lost jobs because I'm a gay comic. Yeah. So it's been a rich and uh, amazing career. I did um, the Colorado Comedy Festival before it turned into the Aspen Comedy Festival. Oh, and I remember, and we went all over Colorado, and uh, you got you got judged, and then at the end they had a awards ceremony, and I was not getting big rankings. Trust me, and this is in '94, and um, a comic who I can tell I could tell you his name, but he walked up to me one time. He goes, "You know, you're not going to live long enough to uh, to really have a career." And I was like, wow, he was such an openly homo homophobic oh, man. Wow. And, uh, we, he's part of the podcast. So we have to do the um, Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. We were doing two shows, one for the cadets and one for the officers. So mm. a young woman, I still remember her name, Cindy Morgan, went on before me. And there are 500 cadets out in the audience. And they have a little timer. Mm. And it was six minutes. And she started, and they're going, show us your tits. Oh, my God. And this comic looked at me, he goes, you're dead meat. And I thought, oh, my God. So I walked out, and I started. And way in the back, I heard, die of AIDS, faggot. Oh, my <gasps> God. Holy shit. And I wow. said, hey, guess what? My partner just did. Feel better? Oh, You wow. know what? Always fuck with me. I have my gaydar on. One in ten in this room is gay. And I'll point you out from here. Oh, wow. I thought I'm never going to win this contest, so let's go for broke. I said, by the way, if you want to keep gays out of the military, keep, keep making the uniforms out of polyester, but we're keeping the Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get them? So, as I, I mean, it went oh. quiet. As I walked back, this other comic, he goes, damn, the ball's on you. Look at you. Yeah. And I went, so we go to the officer's club. So I go into the bathroom, and there's all this graffiti in the stall, you know, blowjob, 4.30. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So we go to the officer's club. It's a teeny little stage. And there's an officer sitting with the producer, literally at my right knee. And as I started, he leaned over to her and said, get him off stage. I said, Ex excuse me? Did you want to get me off? Are you the one that wrote that in the bathroom about 4.30? Oh, Are you boys still hitting your knees and blowing boys in the bathroom? You know, I'm a native of Colorado. I was raised better than that. A little dinner, a little dancing. Oh, P.S., too many pins. Marilyn told us, you turn around and look at yourself in a mirror before you go out and take off something distracting. Get rid of the top row. It's just too much. Just <laughs> wow. Now, I didn't win. But that, at the award ceremony, and back then it was a, a, the winner got a laptop, which I'll tell you in 94 was a big deal. Oh. But you know what? The rest of those folks I was competing against, they stopped as they were reading off the winners and they said, we have a special award. The other comics have gotten together and they'd like to award Miss Congeniality to Paul Jasek. And they oh. made me a sash and gave me a little limestone <laughs> pin. <laughs> and I don't have to win any other award. And that was a nod from other people I was competing against. So I'm at oh, well. Wow. Where where oh. was that? Where was that officers club? Um, the Air Force Academy. <laughs> Craig, Craig's gonna. Oh yeah, it. you must have been there the weekend. Craig, Craig wants numbers. Ah! Yeah, I, 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 
Yeah, they're probably uniform, all I love now. uniforms, so there you go. There you go. There you go. Wow, but, you've been really see, challenged by I don't, all that. Yeah, I, really. I got to tell you, I was so terrified of that, you know, and the fact that you not only did it, but you faced it head on. I mean, that... I mean, that's when, that's, I mean, that's where you get real props. I mean, I, my admiration is sky high. That's, I, I don't even know if today I could do something like that. Well, I even teach, I, I teach it now and I teach my students. Here's the deal. I'm not a fan of, of censorship at all, but it changed because of the Academy Awards. It changed because of what Chappelle had to go through at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm. I don't think you have to censor yourself, but you have to really read your audience. Oh yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Years That's ago, a good point. Year, years ago, I was working with Dice, and he was telling me at that time, you know, he was doing big, you know, like Coliseum, Madison Square Garden. And I mean, he's kind of a nut to start with, but he basically, he said, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm too afraid. And that's why I went to doing clubs again, wow. because I got so many death threats. That yeah. I'm, I'm just really? afraid, and in a room that big, I don't know where it's coming from. So I'd rather take my chances in a comedy club. You know, he's such a sweet guy. Because yeah. I would see him at the store, yeah. you know, backstage. He really was such a sweet guy. He's so different than his persona. He's such yeah. a hypochon. Yeah. He's a hypochondriac. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> when I had my appendix ruptured years ago, he calls me up and goes, "I heard your appendix ruptured." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "What does it do?" I go, "Nothing." He goes, I'm having mine removed. I can't go through that. Oh I'll, find, I'll find someone that'll do it. I wonder if he did. I don't know. Probably. He's a great I, actor, I, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have an audience, man. I, um, uh, I, I work with Mike, Mike Reef, who's one of our cast members, but he's on. He's away today. Um, uh, visiting, actually, his, visiting his mother in Florida. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we have a picture. If ah. you want to see it, it, there, there it is. That's yeah, that's what he, what he that's looks like. What he looks like. Mickey yeah. the, Mikey the Moose, huh? Yeah, Mikey the Moose. Twenty five dollars, <laughs> but I think I'll just take the pizza. Thank you. <laughs> but no, he he booked me into a room in um up by Edwards, and I just I just assumed that hey, it's Southern California, everybody is progressive. And I did the joke where I go, where I go, where this old lady comes out of the audience. She asked me, "Are you really gay?" I go, "No, I'm not really gay. Uh, if I was, if I was really gay, I'd be vice president of the United States." You know, back back when Pence was, and that usually killed. And I just got death stares from everybody in this. Oh my! God. So yeah, you, you gotta be careful what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yes, found so. it's easier? Now, is it easier now than it was like in 94? You know what's of- different is because I've aged. Yeah. What's fascinating is, and I think it's so interesting. I don't know that I'm that gay anymore. I'm just like every other American male. I just want the remote and a nap. So <laughs> I don't know. But, but I do know at this ripe age that men are not very, we're not complicated. I have a lot of female friends that will go, I'm so upset about my husband. I go, here's the deal. Men really only get to a certain age of maturation and they stop. And we are all obsessed with balls. Ours, (laughs) other people's. We hit them, we slap them, we hit them with a racket. I mean, (laughs) men are just about balls. So that's really, and and a snack. So it's not not terribly, uh, women on the other hand, I was explaining to the guys uh, a little earlier, you know, I flew as a flight attendant for a long time. And if I had to talk to the guy, and it was usually two men then in the cockpit, um, I would say, hey, guys, this is what I think. If I had to talk to two women I was flying with, I would go, hey, ladies, this is what I feel. Because women feel. Mm. And so, uh, but I did get to fly with two women. The first female captain, the first female flight uh, first officer. So we then called it the tit pit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. did they know you called it that or yeah you know oh, okay. paul paul the tip I... pit would be a great name for a lesbian bar don't you think yeah the tip pit yeah oh that's no hysterical. captain kathy i loved flying with her she was great fun she uh she was a gorgeous woman she had this thick beautiful blonde hair that usually she was supposed to by policy wind it up and wear her captain's cap over it but she had ah. these long legs and these big blue eyes and um, 
she would take her hair down and we would walk through the concourse and literally you would see guys walk into a a post because she was a dick in that uniform man oh wow yeah in fact yeah. i had a woman walk up to me i was standing at the main cabin door i was an in-flight supervisor and captain kathy was standing to my right and this woman came up to me and said um is is it going to be bumpy you know i'm very i'm terrified to fly i said hold on let me ask i said hey kathy are we do we have any weather and the woman goes i'm not kidding i'm asking you i said oh wow i'm asking the captain i pour coffee <laughs> she stood there she turned around she took another flight she refused and this is the year 2000 she refused to fly with a female captain wow oh god wow we, we have female captains on the cruise ships that people go there's a female captain i'm not going really it's mm. really ridiculous and i would say to them look it's ridiculous she's good as the male captain she just can't dock I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't say that. Okay. I love entertainers. You know, years ago, there was a cruise liner that got into trouble and it began to sink off the coast of, I think, South America. And the captain abandoned the ship. It was the comedians and the entertainment staff that abandoned the ship and made sure everyone got off before it Yeah, sank. they were the last one. Yeah. There's yep. ones where a magician stayed on and captain, wow, <laughs> captain really? was the first one off the ship. Yep. Oh my God! So, so I, I forgot. I completely forgot that you were a flight attendant. I was wondering. I, and when we, I remember when we worked in Malibu, you told me some funny stories. Do you have a particular funny story about working as a flight attendant you'd like to share? You know, there were so many really interesting moments. I had a woman. You know, we now call them Karens. No, right? And <laughs> the, yeah. I wish I'd known that then. Um, although it really offends my friend Karen Rontowski. She's really offended yeah. by it. And she's oh, super yeah, funny Karen. too. Yeah, oh, she's I adore Karen Rontowski. Yeah. So this woman rang the call bell. I walked up, she goes, um, I have a real problem here. I said, Well, what's going on? And she said, We're late into San Francisco and this really screws up my schedule. I said, Yes. Actually, the weather is has not been friendly to us. It's socked in with a little fog. Captain is going to be checking on the weather and she goes, this is ridiculous. I never have this happen when I fly with United. Oh. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, so she goes, so I need to speak to somebody in charge. I said, oh, one moment. So I turned and walked away, gave it a beat because I was trained in the theater, walked back. I said, how can I help you? <laughs> and she said, don't be funny. I said, okay, I'm going to break this down really easily for you. We are six miles above the earth. We are traveling at 680 miles an hour. The airport is socked in. There's a good chance we are all going to spend the night in Pocatello, Idaho tonight. San Francisco, by the way, is famous, like London, for its fog. If you would like to change to United here, I can open the door for you. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so awesome. And Paul can, he's really strong. He doesn't it doesn't matter if it's pressure. And she looked at me and she goes, Wow, wow. I said, and I understand everyone's under a little stress. I'm so sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry. And so as she left the aircraft, she goes, I was a real jerk. I apologize. I said, I know. Please fly United. Oh, oh wow. And do you think like is that the kind of thing she could write and then complain about you or no? Well, you know, before I left, um, my file was kind of full with letters, but I had such nice letters. At the summertime, and it's just about to start, I call it this uh, the season of the UM, which is unaccompanied minors. Oh. And I remember the gate agent brought this little girl down, and she was carrying her little Barbie roller bag, and she's oh. crying, and she's clutching this doll. Oh. And I signed paperwork. I am her legal guardian in the air. Wow. Oh, so I signed the, so she's literally my child now. So I sit her in the front row and I, I store her stuff and, and we are flying along and she goes, Mr. Man, Mr. Man, I have to go potty. Like, oh. Okay. So we get her, uh, UMs are always in the front row so I can keep an eye on them. So I take her to the lavatory and she was probably about seven. I shut the door and there is a way to get into lavatories, even if you lock them, by the way. Oh. I hear this horrible scream <gasps> and I'm like. Oh my God. So I opened the door and she was, oh, it's awful. Look. Her, Dolly had fallen into the toilet, into yes. the blue juice swimming. Oh, <laughs> no. And she said, it's all my mom gave me. Oh, no. So I said, hold on. So I went and got a, a trash bag and rolled it up my arm. 
put my yeah. hand in there, pulled this poor doll out, rolled the trash bag around it, tied up. I said, I'm going to hold on to Dolly until we get to Atlanta. Yeah. So let me get you back into your seat. So when we got to Atlanta uh, and her father was waiting, and I said, before you sign this, I want you to know uh, her sweet doll that her mother gave her has fallen into the toilet. I suggest boiling it. <laughs> but that's what's in this trash bag for you. And she gave me a squeeze. She said, thank you for saving her. And oh. they were really better for me, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And then she had a Smurf. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's the other thing. When the fasten seatbelt sign goes on, I think people think it reads, please get up and dance around the cabin. I'm like, yeah. the cabin has illuminated the fasten seatbelt sign. So we're going into Denver. And it's always rough going into Denver because of the mountains. So he had called back. I was working the aft galley, and he said, it's going to be rough going in, so button it up and sit down. So uh, I make the announcement. The captain has illuminated the fast seat sign, please. So this woman, beautifully dressed, she's in white slacks and nice little silk top, and she comes down. I said, you need to sit down because I have to go to the bathroom. Mm. All right, then. So she goes in. We drop. Literally uh, 350 oh. feet. Oh I hit the overhead and fell down. Thank goodness I buttoned up everything. So I hear the scream from the lavatory. <gasps> she opens the door. There is blue juice running down her legs <laughs> and down the aisle. So much of it is slopped up over her. And all I could do is hand her some of those sad little sea fold napkins. I said, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And then as she walked away, I said, told you. Uh, yeah. uh, we, uh, we have about 20 minutes left, but I, I, I want to talk to you about, yeah, I want to talk to you about your, your, your readings, your tarot cards. Oh, and so you might yeah. Karen, give us a brief from the, or give yeah, us a background on how you got started on that and how we can stop Mercury in retrograde from screwing up my computer anymore. <laughs> well, here's what, here's what, how I was drawn to it. I, I, started playing with tarot cards in high school uh, when I was should have been studying in study hall. And I always thought they were interesting because of the, the imagery, the artwork on them. And when I began to sort of use them as divination, I now say that it's sort of like ancient GPS. There are 78 cards in tarot. So they are broken into two layers, major arcana, minor arcana. Uh, and why that's important is during the dark ages, people like me would have been Burned at the stake. So um, they dropped the major arcana, and the four suits then became playing cards. Our playing cards, the 52, come from tarot. Oh, I gotcha. right. And I know a lot of uh, readers who work with regular playing cards. I like to have all 78. So uh, I read professionally. In fact, when I was a flight attendant, I actually worked out of a lovely metaphysical bookstore in Boulder, Colorado. And I did started beginning my uh, my client base there. See, all that to say this, I was doing a show with Karen Rontowski. We were standing backstage and she was talking about it. And she looked at me and she goes, you read tarot? I said, yeah. She goes, why aren't you doing it now? And I said, well, I've always found it a little hard to do both. She said, I do both. And it was Karen's inspiration that helped me build the business that I have today. Because oh, wow. she's brilliant at it. Because here's the deal. Especially if you're a performer, you have a sixth sense. You can sense what's going on in a room in a heartbeat. What I like about tarot is it gives you a spot check about the energy. Now, we've been talking about this retrograde, Mercury retrograde. It happens three times a year. And it's not that the planet spins backward, but Mercury governs things in the air. It governs electricity. It governs communication. Now it governs technology. So when it goes backwards, it's, it's like a really weird game of telephone. I say, you look pretty, but the person hears you are and then they punch you. Now, no one's wrong here. They just are misinterpreting it. That's why with the technology problems that we're having today, it's right on time. Pluto, furthest planet out, it is the planet of death, birth, and rebirth. So we're going to see a lot of old issues coming up, some stuff you have to look at that may have gone, and it may go back many, many years. So why I love tarot and being a tarot reader is that these ancient symbols help us give a, a spot on moment. It's like coming up on a stepladder and looking down at the possibilities of today. And All you, right. I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. I think John wants to be read. All right, John. John, quickly, when's your birthday? June 9th. 
Thank you. Oh, we're about to go into Gemini. Now, Mercury governs Gemini. Geminis are always, um, they think twice as fast as everybody else. They are. My mother was a Gemini. She was two separate people. He's either a witty, gamine little dancer or a monster in shoes. There was no twin. So I don't know if you are, have the dual personality, but they do think twice. It makes complete sense that you work in comedy because you do think twice as fast. Now, just for our little uh, purposes today of the 78 cards, do you have a specific question that you're interested in? Um, it can be a yes or no question or because uh, I'm going to flip through here. And when you tell me stop is when I'll pull the card. Okay. Stop. Oh, we got two cards. Hold on. And the first one, kiddo, is, and I love this card for you. This is the Queen of Pentacles. Look how wealthy she is, John, sitting there contemplating the large coin in her hand, in her lap. This is actually what I call Pasadena money. You know, before there was a Beverly Hills, there was Pasadena, and those ladies had a chunk. This is actually the card of creating from desire, not circumstance. She wants curry. She flies to India. Nothing, nothing blocks it. So you have the ability with this card to, uh, if you have a desire, you can make it come true because you create from desire, not circumstance. She's not digging in her purse looking for a Groupon. No. It's not happening. <laughs> so uh, that's to all the good fortune. That's there you cool. go. It's also, if it was a yes or no question, it's a positive yes for you. It was. There you I go. Just had, I just had hip or hip replacement, and I want to know when I, if I'm going to surf again. Yes, you are. I pulled this, and it's fun. This is the King of Cups. Look at all the foam at his feet. Yeah, Look at very that. Cool. The King That's of Cups, really cool. by the way, Cups um, looks like surfboards behind them. <laughs> looks like surfboards behind them. It yeah, does, doesn't it? Isn't that cool? Oh my God! Beard. Very handsome. Look, looks like it looks like it looks like me in the old days. <laughs> yeah. So that's a big yes that you will will surf again. You know, I now live at the beach here in Long Beach, and I'm going to learn how to surf this summer. Cowabunga! Yeah, you should, man. It's never yeah. too old. Yeah. No one's ever too old to learn. Who's next? Who's next? Who's oh, next? I, uh, can I go? Sure. Okay, now, yeah. do, should, I, should I ask the question out loud or I keep it to myself? Well, we can do one of two things. When's your birthday? April 22nd. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. You're a cusp baby between Aries and Taurus. I am. I am. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. See, that's what happened. <laughs> well, Aries, you know what I love about Aries? Each of the signs, like Aries is I am. Gemini is I think. I'm a Cancer. Cancer is I feel. So you are very intelligent with that airy side. But Taurus is also very reliable. They're very uh, much like their symbol. They one foot in front of the other. The one thing about the Taurus energy is when you're finished with something, that's it. Tell me about it. So uh, I'll start shuffling through here. You don't have to tell me the question. I'll just roll through here and we'll tell. Uh, okay. We'll find out what the card is. So let me know when I should stop. Stop. And this is, oh, I love this card for you. Uh -oh. This is the Nine of Cups. <laughs> Look how fun he is. It looks like me without a beard. This I'm is Pale Fellow Wild yeah. Cups, as I said, hold all the goodies. This is the Nine. This is a good time. He is about a party. It is the Nine. It's toward the end of the suit. But he's saying, oh, no, come here. It's a very gracious. It's a Once again, it's a positive answer to a yes or no question. But it's also, we don't know what are behind those cups. So he may be putting on a good face, but it, it is a positive card. It's a card of happy, healthy, joyous. Well, does look, cool. It does look like you. It does. It looks like me if I see you. Both, both funny, cards. Too far, they look the, like both of you. The people. I, I know. Right, I'll, I'll go. go. All right. Go for Joe. Now Joe's interested. Hey, Joe, when's your birthday? Joe, August 16th. August 15th. August 15th. August 16th. August 16th. August 16th. Leo. Leos yeah. are the king of the animals. Leo the lion. Uh, they like it the way they like it. They're very, but also they will be loyal. They also have great discernment about beautiful things. They like a nice watch. They like nice jewelry. They like if they're shopping for something, they want the best turtleneck that they've got. So let me uh, shuffle these up, sir. Okay. And you tell me when to stop. Stop, please. Ooh, this is a major arcana 
card. This is the moon. This is telling us, first of all, we just came through an eclipse. The moon is not the sun. This is reflected light. This is a, a message of something a little softer. We talked about discernment under the uh, sun sign of Leo. You know, you work in some subtlety. You, you, the under, undercurrent is what you're interested in. Both of these, one is a dog and one is a wolf baying at the moon. You know, some people are, uh, have a natural flow of energy. You actually do very well at night. And uh, the moon is something that uh, we just had an eclipse, which might have felt like a reset button for you. So uh, the, the message of the moon card for you is it's uh, discerning, soft, subtle, and watches for all of the detail. Wow. That's awesome. Now, is that you... yes or no on the question? Or it's a, oh, it's a positive. It's a yes. But once again, it's a very soft yes. It's not a big deal. Yes. But... Okay. It's well, like, yes, you may Thank have you. one cookie. You may have one. Yes. You you and, always and, work at night. Right? And of course you, you do private readings and people can, can contact you through your website, right? You bet. Pauljasic.com that you see there. Click under tarot. I would love to read for your folks. Cool. Now the other the other thing is you have a you do a live Facebook uh, show almost every day, right? I do it on Tuesday. Tarot Tuesday, Tuesday occurs at ten o'clock <laughs> here on Tuesdays on Facebook Live. And uh, people can uh, ask a question and I can pull a card. That's and then if you'd like a, a longer time, I do half hour and hour sessions. Cool. How, how, so how long, I, I know you and Karen, you kind of, you, you, Karen is the one who kind of indoctrinated you. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. How long, so how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it professionally for over 30 years. Wow. I, I carried wow. my, um, my clientele. In fact, what's interesting is I found a way that I may be able to, um, reach more people through the magic of the internet so i'm working with a business planner that uh and karen's the one that turned me on to patreon and that's how she's handling her client base because i can literally only see so many people during a day yeah and then to see me in person thank goodness i'm grateful is a, is uh it's a, a price point that some people kind of go oh mm -hmm. um but through patreon i'll be able to actually help more people for a, a really attractive price that's, awesome. That's great. That's, That's really awesome. Good. It's 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 always fascinated me, and uh, uh, and I I'm glad I got the uh, what was it the nine of cups? Is that what I got? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I I have a cup right here, so uh, it knows what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I have some some clients that I have a couple of um, screenwriters who see me twice a month, and uh, wow. I said to this guy, you know, I'm very flattered. He goes, Oh no, I've written you off as my therapist on my taxes. It's fine. <laughs> do you i mean not without revealing any names do you have any celebrity clients i do i have quite a few celebrity clients uh yeah which i'm very grateful for because you know what they're just folks and uh but here's the deal when i started this i was a phone psychic for two different psychic lines and the woman i reported to was jackie stallone really wow. i thought it was, I was part of Cleo. Yes, I was part of Jackie Stallone's psychic circle. And wow. what I learned there, you know, what I never come to my table from a superior attitude. I really do believe that there is this power greater that brings us together. And uh, what I, I was also a supervisor on the line, so I would check, you know, the people that were phoning in. It was fascinating to me that whatever people were working on in their lives, so was the reader. Oh, wow. wow. The woman that was sitting next to me dealt with people who were going through a divorce, who were adopted and recovering from alcoholism. I dealt with people coming out, dealing with the grief from AIDS, things like that. And this is a random calling, you know? And she made oh, wow. bank. It was $3.99 a minute to talk to us. And we, mm -hmm. we saw 39 cents out of that $3.99. And I was one of 80 readers. Wow. Wow. 39 so it's 39 cents a call or a minute? a minute 39 cents a minute is what we were making we were charging you 3.99 wow i remember that i still remember the commercials miss cleo uh, as an example i don't remember jackie but i remember miss cleo got really big maybe it's a east coast west coast thing well no miss cleo was big here and you know here's the deal we are the last people people talk to They've worn out their therapist. They've worn out their doctor. They've worn out their beloved other. So I'm very respectful when people come. They're in true need. I'm sorry. Hungry for the sacred. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty important work. And I love that that. Um, so I had a, a woman actually asked me. She goes, "Well, 
who said you could do this? I mean, are you are you accredited? And I said, well, much like Mark Twain, I never let schooling in the way get in the way of my education. <laughs> and let's remember, you you came to find me. I didn't come to find you. She goes, well, what gives you the right? I said, a wretched and horrible past. <laughs> As I say in my act, I faced AIDS, alcoholism, and two emergency landings. I've got it down. But how do we live and live well? That's oh, she's back. She's back. Is Jan? There's Jan. Jan. She, she still. I think her phone she, died. Yeah, it did. She, she just texted me. Come on, Jan. Mercury retrograde. There Help! I was lost. Either. Jan, you want to ask? Do you want to ask a question? You guys want to go back and do like the last twenty minutes, or and then cut it, or? No, we didn't even miss you, actually. So uh -huh. it's a joke. Oh, uh, we did. No, oh, I thought it was invaluable. No, no Paul, Paul's so cute. Look at those cute apple cheeks. Paul, Paul, Paul read all. Yes, yeah, so you want them? To it's your turn, Jan. Let's yeah, let's Paul, do it. I, my future is already. Has already is already unfolded before us. The tech, not my phone battery died. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. Clearly, well, it didn't cost you seven hundred dollars. So relax. Read me. Read me. When's your birthday, Jan? October eighth. Oh, you sweetly. Thank God for Libras. All my best friends have been Libras. You know, they're, it's the balance. They're so fair. You can always see if you watch children. Children are very much their sun signs. Aries is, um, this is my ball, my backyard. This is what we're doing. Libras oh. are always like, did everyone get a chance? Did everyone get a cookie? They're, they want to make sure it's fair. They're very much about keeping a balance with it. Mm -hmm. So this is impactful for you for sure under this Mercury retrograde. You may even be feeling it in your body. Yes, my Huh? Yeah, okay. if you're feeling a little achy plus the, uh, the moon eclipse. Now, I'm shuffling cards, so I'm going to shuffle these. Now, you don't have to tell me your question, but tell me when to stop, and then we'll read that card. Okay, stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, you know what? Bad day is over. You know what? That, you can live happily ever after now, Jan. This is one of the happiest cards in the deck. This is the Ten of Pentacles. This is all about wealth and happy retirement. Oh, wow. In yeah. fact, that's me with your grandson. Um, there, there's all of the wealth in the back. Uh, these are just the happy sun. When we see red roofs in tarot, it is about um, past achievements. And also, uh, this is a very wealthy house. This is the card of absolute contentment and happy retirement. Wow. So it's a big positive yes, if it were a yes or no question. But it's also saying that any type, the, the, the wealth that you're going to experience is being held in escrow. It just has to, you just have to line up with it and bam, it's going to happen. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling that, right? Yeah, I'm feeling that. Okay. And I'm not really taking on this Mercury retrograde with my phone and the Wi-Fi because that stuff happens anyway, right? It, well, it does, but under a Mercury retrograde, it, because everything is cycles. Okay. So it, we're cycling through. Of course, it all happens at the same time. I once asked a very notable person, I said, why does it all happen at the same time? And they said, you know, we are such uh, cyclical and anniversary based people. That's like 51 days before your natal birthday is always intense. You're finishing cycles. Then it's your birthday. Ooh, happy anniversary. Another trip around the sun. 51 days after your natal birthday is a more um, harmonious, luckier time of the year. And that just happens over and over. So that's why we pay attention to the moon phases. There's a lot of um, yummy energy that you can use. And people go, well, is it everything? And I said, well, you know, if you get a really great vacuum, a really marvelous vacuum, and you're moving around the room, you're even creating a pattern. But if you didn't plug it in, it don't matter. Thank you so much for being here. We're, we're out of time here. But um Again, oh, it was great. It was really you're great. great. You. Really oh, fascinating, funny. Great meeting you. You're, I know you're, uh, you're adorable. It's great to call you a friend. It's and remember, delightful. everybody, his website right there. You can go to www.pauljasic.com and you can 
get a reading. You can, you, you, you can I want a reading. Reach out. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you want a reading with me, to all the people that are watching me on this right now, I will offer a 25% discount if you Woo. book through me through my website to all your listeners. There you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. thank you yeah. well, what 25% off of what? Well, well listen, go if you website, run over my website, Jan, well, drop, okay. me a, drop me a message, kiddo. We'll talk okay. about it. I just well, to say no. Thank you again, my friend. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do thank it again. Thank you very much. Yeah. That, wow, was that was really, that was really yeah. cool. Well, I'm sorry I missed. What did he say about you guys? Oh, you probably don't have time to, yeah. Okay. He said I was I, gay. Ah! He, um, <laughs> he, told, he told stories about being a flight attendant. Yeah. Well, I he saw told, that part. He, oh, told, he, he just, told us to watch out for a woman that's I'm in talking about your car. Watch out for a woman with a red roof. Oh, we yeah. all had good. We all had good luck cards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We all had good okay. luck cards. Yeah. Except for, except for Mike Creep. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. So, anyway, well, that was our show. So don't that forget, you can catch one. us on the Empty the Bench Network, or you can catch yep. us yep. on www.thebbbradio.com. And this is John Ferentino. I'm Craig Mitchell. Joe Silky. My name is Jan Karam. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you here next Friday. Next Friday with Wi-Fi and everything. Right? Wi-Fi right. and a new computer. Sound. And charged and phones and everything. Yeah, charged phones. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.